is Wednesday, the 10th day of August, 2022. And I'm afraid that it's a, uh, it's a very sad time for America, maybe even the planet as a whole. Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian have split. Yeah, I can tell that you're all just so fucking despondent over the fact that the Earth's current and most prominent swordsman has slayed yet another victim and sadly now has to ready his weapon to plunge into his next victim. That's a penis joke. I'm no expert on relationships, especially not between two people of such public stature, whatever that may be. Uh, but I can say that I didn't really think it would last as long as it did. It went a whopping nine months. Or something like that. Uh, perhaps it was uh, a matter of that penis. And Pete rumored to be of Huey Lewis-esque proportions and Kim just being a size queen. Who knows? It did seem, though, as if Pete was all in. From the looks of things. from an out As an outside observer. <laughs> as if... As if not literally everyone else is an outside observer. Weird. Uh, you know, like tattoos, publicly fighting with her ex, being an occasional fill-in dad to her children, the whole lot. Getting their picture taken at random Beverly Hills hotspots, whatnot. Thing is that uh, it had to have been mentally exhausting, no? And I would guess for both sides. However... Kim seems um, mentally prepared for such a relationship. My guess is that her mother has been training her since she was a prepubescent teen. But I mean, you know, she's, she's famous for what? What exactly is her claim to fame? Her dad helping to get OJ off fucking on video and then a reality show? Like, is that it? I mean, I'm only half joking, but I really don't know. So the work had to have been arduous for Pete. And look, it could have been equally as arduous on the other side. I don't know. Pete Davidson strikes me as a uh, very confused young man who uh, is mostly normal from a, from a very normal upbringing. And if you don't know, his dad died uh, in... Um, on 9-11, he was a fireman. So, you know, it probably didn't help his upbringing, if I had to guess. But he seems relatively from a normal background, even though he's not normal by any stretch. But, you know, as I said, the work must have been very difficult. Must have been a hard relationship to maintain. But then again, most are. But Pete's only 28 years old. He's a young man. And as I mentioned, um, a prodigious swordsman. So why bother? Why go through the hassle? My guess, magic pussy. As I've mentioned previously, uh, Kim Kardashian must be another one, another magician, like J Lo. We can, we can talk about swordsmen, but the uh, the magicians are rarely mentioned. Powerful, like a Gandalf of pussy, right? I'm working blue here. I mean, 
when you're not clever, you resort to filth. So here we are. So hopefully uh, your children are not listening to my monotone garbage say pussy multiple times. Or vagician. Although you can you can steal that. I stole that. So you can steal it as well. It's a great word. Uh, I've got a bunch of useless shit to talk about today. Uh, shaving, hockey, Dan Campbell, and nothing else that's at all entertaining or useful. And that's all right here, right now, on episode 128 of Complaints and Observations. Still, the most less-than-average podcast on the internet. With a host who's the smartest person in the room, when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Good. Terrific. Great. Welcome to uh, yet another edition of the world's worst podcast. A little earlier than usual. Why? I don't entirely know. I just uh, felt the need to do this uh, on a Wednesday and put it out on a Wednesday. As opposed to doing it, uh, you know, at night or waiting too long, blah, 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 blah. I'm tired. I'm terribly sorry. This is going to be, I hope this isn't going to be uh, a, a, a terribly boring episode. Most of them are, in fairness. Hopefully this one isn't more boring than usual, but it may. It may be. So fair warning, okay? It's a disclaimer. Um, and, you know, as usual, ill-prepared. I have a few things to talk about, but, you know, nothing nothing super interesting. And as always, no, no guest. <laughs> uh, you know, it'd, it'd be funny... Yeah, the show would probably be a lot better if I, you know, put in a modicum of effort. Or should I say more than a modicum of effort? I mean, because I do put in some effort. Because it, it takes it takes a little bit of something to do this. Not a ton. Why do you can't even know what I'm talking Why do you care? You don't. You don't care. I mean, you might, but, you know. You don't care about the process here, do you? No. Um, <clears throat> but on that subject of, you know, maybe doing more to improve the program, I realized the other day as I was, I was listening to another podcast, every podcast seems to be sponsored by Manscaped. I'm not, but there are two very good reasons why. First, this show is terrible. Second, I do not consistently have the fifty to 60,000 listeners per episode, which apparently is their magic number. I am way below that. 
I am about um, 49,996 away. So we're getting there. It does seem a tad elitist, if you ask me, but I'm not in charge of marketing for a ball trimmer, so what the hell do I know? I don't know. I've noted a few times um, that I'd be interested in sponsorship for the show. I'm not even really looking for money, but rather a legitimate company or business or two whose name I can attach to cheesy segments without um, some kind of possible litigation, you know? Plus, I think it would lend it uh, a little bit of legitimacy to the proceedings here, no? If there was... It was a bit that that had a, a sponsor attached to it. That, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. I guess, though, you know what, though? Having a ball trimmer for a sponsor seems a bit greedy, right? And I say that in terms of... For all the, for all the podcasts that have... Manscaped as a sponsor was that the was that the first sponsor that reached out to them? I wonder if that's it, and they just simply went with it because it was the first one to show interest. I don't know. Again, I could be way off, and I could be way wrong. I've never encountered this problem, so I have no clue. But I just, I just wonder. I mean, most guys have one, so it's not as if it's it's not a useful item because you know it is it's just that the various you know the accessories that go with it and the different levels of trim i guess i don't know but unless you you've already got that kind of audience attaching your brand to a ball trimmer is it a tad off-putting then again they don't spin it around and like i don't think they do but manscaped in their actual outgoing marketing, they're not saying the official uh, ball trimmer of Joe Rogan or whoever. I don't know. But yeah, I, I find it a tad off. And that's probably just me. I'd much rather prefer something more random, like totally random. Not a product or a band. Band? I'm already sponsored by a band. <laughs> not really, but. Uh, we have a house band, even though they're not a house band. I'm still waiting on that new music, Donnie. Let's go. Not a product or brand. Brand. That's that's not already saturating the podcast community. I'm overthinking this entirely. And the only reason is that I found it very fascinating by, you know, the number of podcasts that I listen to that are sponsored by Manscaped. Which, if you think about it, in terms of marketing, that's you can't really get a better product name than that. It's very good. Yeah. So, speaking of uh, trimming, get your fucking head out of the gutter. Not trimming that. At least I wouldn't tell you if I was trimming that. <clears throat> I mentioned on Twitter yesterday. And I think I posted it on the uh, the Instagram at complaints pod for both Twitter and Instagram at complaints pod. 
uh, that I shaved with my glasses on for the first time yesterday. And I never felt more like a washed old bum in my whole life. So this is a very uh, deep personal portion of the show. Like I'm trying to think what. <laughs> I need some like uh, some of that cheesy like sad background music for when sitcoms got serious back in the day. <laughs> Like slow piano. I know there's a there's a I don't want to say a term or a there's a phrase for it, and I can't remember what the fuck it is. It might just be slow piano. I don't know. <clears throat> kind of like, <laughs> kind of like in in Peanuts when something uh, sad happened and it was uh, the piano, uh, and then you know all the kids would be walking forlornly with their head down. Oh, that great uh, gif of uh, Michael Sarah and Arrested Development. <laughs> uh, Anne breaks up with him and he, he just wanders around the city <laughs> with that music playing in the background. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm describing shit and laughing at it and no one cares. Oh, that's great. That was such a great fucking bit. God, that show was so good. Anyways. <clears throat> so, yeah. I had never done it before prior to, to yesterday. And I, and I, I'll get, I'll get to that. But I was, I was actually trimming my beard. Uh, unfortunately, Ali, uh, the best barber in Boston over at Tweed, Tweed Barbers, Washington street, Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, Ali's on vacation. So Ali is very European. And when he vacations, he vacations like a European. So the fucker's gone for a month. So, yeah, not good. Not in a good spot, your guy. Because honestly, it should have been, I think my haircut and trim should have been last week. I don't know what I'm rambling about. But anyways, so I was actually trimming my beard, and I noticed that the left side uh, was looking awfully fuzzy. So I took the trimmer, and I'm, like, attacking it. But I, I didn't see it doing much. Well, next thing you know, I put my glasses on and um, away, yeah, away I went. Now, look, I'm I'm nearsighted, so reading is not a problem. Though apparently that means that looking in the mirror is now too far away from me. So I corrected the spot as best I could and then moved on to shaving. Now, I need to sort of preface this by letting you know that I was completely oblivious to the fact that I put on the glasses to do this. And I even took the glasses off to lather up uh, with, the, with the shave gel. And then I put them back on. It was an entirely mindless experience. Until I got about halfway through the shaving process... When I happen to catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror. Crooked glasses, half lathered. Wispy, gray, thin hairs coming out of my soon-to-be bald head. Trimmed beard leavings scattered upon my ample male bosom. And a now sense of dread that had suddenly washed over me. It just looked terrible. 
I looked at myself for a few moments before I took a deep breath and just tried to let the feeling pass. It took longer than I had hoped, though, to be honest. Just kind of, you know, closed my eyes, lowered my head, <laughs> the Peanuts music playing in the background. And I gathered myself enough to to complete the job, and I, I moved on as best I could. Now, I have never been anything close to a, a particularly physical specimen of any sort. But it was at that particular moment that I realized I was indeed fully washed. Growing old has never been a frightening concept to me. Not nearly as much as my fear of of, of knowing just how much fucking time I have wasted or let go or let go by for no particularly good reason. I find, I find wasting time to just be the worst possible fucking thing that human beings can do. Waste time. Yet, what do I do? <laughs> like fucking, I would say a good 12 hours a day Nothing. I just waste time. I happen to consider growing old to be a gift. If we are lucky enough to grow old, that is an absolute gift. Because you don't get a ton of time. And when you are, when you have the ability to, to get more of it, it's a gift. And it's part of the reason why I hate wasting time, but I am just so fucking indecisive, lazy, and just, I don't know, stupid, that I waste far too much of the, the gift that I'm given. So, for whatever reason, or the combination of everything, and especially using my glasses, just the shave was a, was a jarring experience. In the back of my mind, there could have been something else, too, which was I went to lunch with my mother, my dear mother, a few weeks ago. And we're sitting there at the table, and she says, um, she said, what's going on with your hair? She's like, David, your hair is so thin. You're, you're going to go bald. And I, I'm like, what? What the fuck? What the actual fuck? <laughs> You used to have such thick hair. Yeah, thanks, Ma. This is what happens when you get old. You, you. The trade-off of having the gift of growing old is that you lose a lot of the things that you had when you were younger. And in my case, it happens to be thick, luscious hair. And so now I'm staring at my thin hair on a daily basis. It drives me fucking bananas. I am not the person, though, that is going to spend gobs of money on like hair restoration shit like that what i'll do is i'll take uh some additional vitamins maybe some uh thickening shampoo or something and and see what happens and if it doesn't work whatever i've already told myself i've resigned myself that <laughs> i at some point i'm gonna go full skullet like once it starts getting like thin in the front it's skullet time i'm growing it out in the back and I'm going to look like a fucking goddamn 
I'm going to look awesome with it. I'm going to be that guy who makes a skull look okay. <laughs> it takes a certain someone, a certain kind of special to rock the skullet. Don't even, don't think for a second that I'm wrong. Because when you see a quality skullet, you think to yourself, God damn, there's a man. Or fuck, hey, even a woman, who knows? But yeah, man. Skull. I used to work with a dude who had a skullet. Uh, he was certifiably nuts. Super nice guy. I really liked the guy. He's a kid. He's my age. But, uh, boy, that poor bastard was cursed with, with baldness at a very, very young age. So he just he just went full skullet. He did not have a great skullet, but it was one of those things where you respect him because he because he made that choice. <laughs> I think we need a skullet in a position of power to normalize the skullet somewhat, right? We need oh see now, fuck. Damn it. <laughs> I gotta write that down. Skullets. Ah, God, I hate when this happens. I hate when I think of something while I'm doing the fucking stupid show. Because, uh, you know, skullets are funny. But I've made that decision. Skullet. It's coming at some point. You know, who knows when. And I'm not even uh, totally sure why I felt the need to share that. Other than I found it ridiculously funny. And perhaps someone out there can relate. Who knows? Do you feel washed? Let the world know. 617-657-4736. As an aside, I, uh, right now, I'm currently wearing what could be the telltale sign of being washed. That's jeans with flip-flops. It's just not a good look. These fucking assholes at the, the, the podcast host here. They keep fucking around with the transition uh, shit. I, I finally get used to the new transition shit, and what do they do? They take it all away. Fuck. God, I hate them. I just feel so Bush League. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway. <clears throat> um... I am a um, a big fan of hard knocks. I don't know if you if you are. I hope you are, because uh, the production quality between uh, NFL films and HBO and, and God knows whoever else is involved is usually top notch. the The downside to it is that it is so character driven, and if you have boring characters, the product is not going to work. And so, there's been a handful of duds over the years that just it just didn't work for whatever reason. However, uh, Tuesday night was the debut of the newest edition of Hard Knocks with the Detroit Lions. If you didn't watch it, you fucking missed it. Uh, what, what could very well be the very best edition. The Jets uh, was very good. Because, again, they had characters. The main character was the coach. When you had 
Rex Ryan. He's a character. So when your main character is very good, the product is going to uh, do well. In this particular instance, Dan Campbell, head coach of the Detroit Lions, you want to talk about a fucking character. What a fucking blast. This entire coaching staff is amazing. Just fucking incredible. The number of ex-players on the staff is crazy, and they talk about it. But fucking Dan Campbell. Good grief, man. Wow. Beginning of the episode, like right in the beginning, he goes over the team rules, and then he somehow manages to quote No Leaf Clover from Metallica in the goddamn... In the in his opening speech, what? <laughs> he kind of messes it up a little bit, but the gist is there. You know, and the funny part is, I would I would venture a guess that ninety five percent of the room had no fucking clue what he was talking about. But there was the <laughs> probably some rookie offensive lineman from Nebraska sitting there. Like, oh fuck yeah, Metallica. Yeah, New Leaf Clover, fuck, yeah. Oh, I love that song. They came, It came back around, because at the end of the episode, they play the song, but they played, like, the recorded version and not the, the live orchestral version, which is just... Mm, great fucking version of that song. The original version of that song, mind you. But this guy's a fucking animal. I can't wait till they dig deeper into this dude. Like... I will I will say, I'll admit that I thought he was kind of I thought it was kind of clownish. But then last season, the more you saw him, the more you were like, fuck, this guy, this guy's good. And he had he's got something with that team. And I'll tell you what, they I think they lost three or four games last year on the final possession. They only won three games all year, but they they especially in the second half, they kept everything close. In the second half of the season, they were a uh, a betting darling too, man, because they were uh, underdog most of the time, and they were covering, especially after the second after in in the second half of the season. Sniffle, sniffle. Ugh. I don't know why I'm sniffling, um, but fuck, like if you're an NFL player and you see this dude. I mean, you're already a meathead anyway. And you see this guy who is a, another meathead, and then you see that the staff is surrounded by and, and filled with more meatheads? How are you not completely fucking jacked up to play for this dude? I mean, just... They start doing up-downs, and this motherfucker gets in the, in the line with his team doing up-downs. So I'm thinking, oh, they're going to do 20 up-downs. All right, nope, they get past 20, 25. Nope. They did 40 fucking up-downs. I think I did 40 up-downs total in my entire life, and that was when I was 12 and the fattest kid on my fucking peewee football team. <laughs> oh, those things are brutal. Absolutely brutal. I should try doing some. I, I'll, I'll, I'll hurt something. An absolute guarantee. I should give it a shot. But man, what if I like I'm pumped for the next episode. Absolutely pumped. Can't wait. Can't fucking wait. They they got something here. And you kind of knew 
that's what was going to happen. And then he ends the episode with a D's nuts joke. Come on. Come on. It was great. So make sure you're watching it. Um, more sports, though, okay? <laughs> um, I got a couple voicemails to play, though, that are sort of sportsy. Hold on. Dave, Banksley, I actually bet on the Red Sox, and I just got fucked. This team sucks. I went against my credo. Everyone should bet against this team. They are the worst piece of shit of all time. Wow. Alright, I hate baseball, buddy. So I realized <clears throat> the other day that as much as I love the Red Sox and always will and always have, I think I love shitting on them right now more than anything. Like 2004, 2003, 2004 were great. Like, just euphoric, uh, just amazing fun times for the Red Sox. But now that they suck, that they're run by fucking idiots, it's so much more fun uh, to complain and bitch and, and just slam that team. And so here you have Scott, gambling extraordinaire Scott Banksley, who had said that he was betting against the Red Sox on a nightly basis. Rightfully so, I think, Placed a wager on the Red Sox last Saturday playing the Kansas City Royals, who in theory are a worse team. <clears throat> and the Red Sox have on the hill Nathan Avaldi, who is probably their best pitcher. I would say probably their best pitcher. The guy uh, on the mound for Kansas City is a young man, uh, just, you know, mediocre, his third year, just, you know, just a guy. He's a jag. So Scott made the decision to, to bet on the Red Sox, and I did not fault him. However, hilariously, uh, the Red Sox got walked off in the bottom of the ninth and lose the game 5-4. Just, I mean, boy, I complained last week, but, you know, I, they lose three, three of four to the fucking Royals, who stink. And this was after they, they, they won two or three from the Astros, the series prior. So you have no idea who this team is, what this team is. You have no idea what they're doing in the front office. Meanwhile, you have the goddamn Baltimore Orioles, like, right, like, just, who traded away their best player. Trey Mancini was their best player. They traded Trey Mancini to Houston, and since then, I'm pretty sure they've won five in a row. Yeah. In the last 10 games, Baltimore has the best record in the division. They've won 7 of 10. Like, honestly, it, it's fucking... It's hilarious on a number of different levels because they're so smug over there. 
They're a smug bunch of, and it's not, again, it's not the players. It's not even the manager. I feel bad for the manager. He is a championship level manager, but I, he's not, they don't let him manage anymore. The lineup comes from upstairs, probably, who knows. You know, all the players come from upstairs, obviously, but there's no, I would venture a guess that there's zero communication beyond them telling him what to do. What the fuck do you have the guy for? Like, go find, go, go hire Doug Marabelli to fucking manage your team. And I would say, I would say Veritech, but I don't want Jason Veritech being that guy. Sorry. He, uh, you know, it, it sounds a little cliched and stupid to say that he means more to the fan base, but he kind of does. So I don't want him to be that sort of, you know, puppet for the front office. It's not, not what I'm wanting. So who knows? But for fuck's sake, man, I just, uh, it's, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating, but it's fun. Because fuck them right now. Honestly, fuck them. I can't see them lose enough. I want to see them just keep losing. And then I want to see Devers like tell them to fuck off. I want to see Bogarts tell them to fuck off. Because they deserve it. Because they've treated this this organization, this team like shit. And there's no reason for it. They had an opportunity to improve. They chose not to. But even that, they didn't choose to get worse purposely. They chose to just fucking stay the same for some ungodly reason. And now you have Baltimore. You're sitting behind the fucking Baltimore Orioles. Not only that, Baltimore's four and a half games in front of you. They're about six or seven games out of the wild. They're four and a half games out of the wild card, right? So it's Mariners, Blue Jays, and then there's a log jam. Uh, Tampa, Baltimore, Cleveland, slash Minnesota. So it's a clusterfuck. And they're, you know, they're they're screwed. And then as if to be, you know, that little cherry on top, Chris Sale goes out rides his bicycle for some weird fucking reason and then crashes his bike and breaks his fucking wrist. Like, what? What? What on earth are you doing riding a bicycle? Call an Uber. Better yet, call Uber Eats to have your fucking lunch delivered to you, buddy. It's not necessary. Stop doing shit that you don't need to do. I understand you want to be as normal as possible, when you're a pro athlete, that's I would imagine that's the case. I could be dead wrong. But I would imagine that's the case. They don't want to be looked at as different. I don't know. Some of them probably do. Who the fuck knows? <clears throat> but Chris Sale being a fucking hardo extraordinaire, you know, feels the need to go pick up his lunch on his fucking bicycle and then hits a rock and tumbles on the hill and breaks his wrist. The stat that I saw, not even a stat, but since he signed his extension, he's pitched 47 innings. I mean, that's, no, not even. It's probably wrong. I'm probably way off. Oh, pardon me. I'm burping into the uh, microphone. 
I'm a real prick. Um, but fucking a, it's it's just it's it's here it is. Okay, uh, no, nope, that's it either. But he's only made eleven starts since he signed his extension. Where's the fucking innings pitched? Oh, I don't want to do this. I hate when I do this. I'm such a fucking goon. <laughs> oh, I got a good point, but I got to go fucking digging around trying to find it. You're an asshole. <sighs> point is, I can't even say that he sucks because it's been, you know, the elbow thing, the Tommy John, whatever. Like You knew that was coming. So the first year was a wash. Uh, all the other little things that, that have happened since are probably his fault, except for, you know, the batted ball and the breaking the pinky. That's just a freak accident. This thing, it's like, you shouldn't have been on your fucking bicycle, dude. Get off your bike. We don't need you riding your bike, man. We need you fucking pitching. Fuck. God damn it. Fuck him. Good news, I found my old transition, except they renamed it. Uh, as it is Wednesday, it is time for everyone's favorite part of the show, the end. Or three gripes, presented by the Noble Wayfarer. Are you looking to travel? Do you need someone to help you? Save you a few bucks? Are you a member of AAA? Well, guess what? I can help you. The Noble Wayfarer can help you. Get in touch with me or uh, on their Facebook page, The Noble Wayfarer, or at their Instagram page, The Noble Wayfarer. N-O-B-L-E, Wayfarer. It's nothing to do with Wayfair. <laughs> it's just that the name, the domain was available. The Noble Wayfarer. Inspired by adventure. Grape number one, hockey fans. I spend far too much time on Twitter. Especially seeing as I have absolutely nothing to do at the moment. I recently posted a uh, really dumb joke. I wouldn't even call it a joke. Eh, I guess you call it. It was an attempt at humor. Uh, in reference to an obscure nickname. That nickname... The Sheriff. There's an old gag. Uh, it's about over 10 years old now. Going back to 2011. On Toucher and Rich on the Sports Hub where... No, it wasn't Toucher and Rich. It was Felger and Mad. Somebody called in. The Bruins are down uh, 2-0 in, in... I don't know if it was in the final or uh, previous playoff previous playoff round. But somebody called in and said, uh, why don't we insert Shane Knighty? The sheriff, and it was it's a, it's a drop that's been played forever. It's funny. It's stupid. Shane Knighty, fourth line grinder, who spent a few years with the Bruins, including a cup of coffee in that 2011 Stanley Cup season. He only played three games that year, so my guess is his name is not on the cup. Could be. I know there's pictures of him with the cup, so he may have been one of the black aces. For the Bruins that particular playoff run. Well, there's a kid who unfortunately plays for the Arizona Coyotes. The first name Lawson, and his nickname is the the Sheriff. So I tweeted something stupid like, "Oh, you can't take that nickname. That belongs to Shane Knighty." <laughs> you know, hoping to get you know 
some uh, some local Twitter followers to uh, to to see them be like, oh yeah, ha 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 hardy har har. Nope, that's not what happened. What happened was, uh, I, I was attacked by multiple multiple Arizona Coyotes fans. Yes, they do exist. The Arizona Coyotes, who have played, I think, in four buildings, maybe more, uh, since they have come into existence, whatever fucking year that was, and who this season will be playing in the 5,000-seat Arizona State University's brand-new hockey rink. 5,000 seats. Now, I am all for it, and quite frankly, I want to go. I want to see the Bruins fucking play there badly. I need to see what's going on in a 5,000-seat arena with an NHL game. I just hope the atmosphere is good. And the place is brand new, so it's probably very nice. Plus, it's on the campus of fucking Arizona State University. Are you familiar with the talent that typically walks around at Arizona State? I would hope so. But boy, these people were fucking mental. Hey, uh, his name is Lawson. Get it? Nobody owns a nickname, moron. <laughs> what the fuck? I couldn't believe it. And then later that same day, I was getting into it with Bruins fans who were fucking white knighting for Don fucking Sweeney. What? Really? I expect that from Carolina, Toronto, because those people are notoriously sensitive. Vancouver still very sensey after over a decade. But holy fuck, it just seems every other fan base is just overly sensitive. What the fuck happened? Somehow social media has managed to both improve and ruin sports fandom. It's all over the map all the time. Opinions are constantly chided. Facts be damned. Oh, it's the worst. There's nothing worse than when you, you know, you read a tweet... You reply, and then next thing you know, <laughs> people are fucking jumping down your throat for no good reason. But seriously, get fucked. Gripe number two. What do I want to do? I have I have a couple of gripes. Oh boy. I don't think I want to do this one. All right, I'm going to skip that one, and then I'm going to go to my backup gripe, because I have one. Uh, Gripe number two, going back to the office. Listen, uh, LinkedIn, especially fucking LinkedIn. LinkedIn, Wall Street Journal, Bloomberg, Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, that Malcolm Gladwell. You know him. Dorky-looking motherfucker with the great podcast. Uh, Employees do not need to go back to the office, okay? Just because... Uh, a lot of companies fucked up and got buried with with too much allegedly prime yet uh, overpriced office space back in the day. Doesn't mean that your employees have to make an effort to get to a desk in said space. The American workforce somehow managed to survive for the most part, for the most part, not everybody, case in point, 
the workforce survived and in some cases even thrived during the pandemic. Like, for example, Spotify, who a couple years ago came out with their Work From Anywhere initiative. So if you work for Spotify, you can literally work anywhere. Most positions. It's not everybody, but most. Salespeople, for example, they're remote or hybrid, but they have to work in the United States. There you go. But basically what it did was prove that the office in and of itself is an antiquated concept. And it's bad enough that there are far too many of these same entities talking about how people just don't want to work. Bullshit. Go fuck yourself. People are just tired of being taken advantage of. That's all. I think that's all it is. If you can get your work done at home or in a hybrid uh, model, which ideally is what I would like to do, a couple, couple days in the office, three days at home. There's a reason for that. Look, pre-pandemic, before I was unjustly relieved of my position, and before, you know, the pandemic, I would get up at 5.30, get the train by 6.15, and be in the office around 20 past 7. Now, did I need to do, to do that? No. But if I took a later train, there was a chance that it would literally be full. As in there was no room to get on that train. And then I'd have to wait for another one, which was 30 to 40 minutes away. Or drive to work. Or drive to another train station in the hopes of finding a spot to actually get the fucking train to go to work. And sometimes it, it didn't work. But look... The entire, the entire practice was pointless, ultimately. And, and look, and I loved going into that office every day, but in reality, it was indeed pointless. It made no sense. It wasn't necessary. I'm glad that it was, in that I made a ton of friends. I had a blast. I had a great job. Loved it. But in reality, wasn't that important. Because being in that office did not make me do my job better or it didn't... Uh, no, that's not even it. Being in that office was not a, a, a necessity to completing my job or doing my job. And what I'm so fucking sick and tired of seeing and reading, I fucking hate LinkedIn so much. And it's just... All it is is like people, self-congratulatory bullshit, uh, you know, group circle jerk sessions, and articles of doom. <laughs> that's the entire LinkedIn process. Unfortunately, that's where all the jobs are posted. Not all, but most. So you spend uh, way too much fucking time there. But please, it's just, it's a bad look. You don't need to do it. And uh, it's stupid. So stop. Stop telling Americans or people in general that they need to work in the office because they don't need to, and you know it. And again, honesty is the best policy. How refreshing would it be if a company just said, look, we have a ton of office space. So 
we're stuck in this lease for however long. We'd love it if you guys came to the office. Because I guarantee you, there'd be a handful of people who'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I'll help out the company. They're stupid, but there will be some of those people. Yeah, it's just not cool, not good. And then you, you know, ugh, if you if you work here uh, in, in the greater Boston area, and you have to take the train. Let's say you need to take the orange line. Well, guess what? You can't. Now you got to ride buses and shit to get to work every day. Fuck you. All right, gripe number three. So my my other gripe is going to be political, but it's not. I can't. I don't care that much. I really don't. Gripe number three, sexual assault. Now, it's kind of a loaded gripe, but hear me out. Um, Dudes who think they can just fucking get away with just about anything uh, make all the rest of, uh, you know, the male species look shitty. Two cases in point and two uh, current events, right? The Deshaun Watson thing, which I've talked about previously, where this motherfucker, you know, somehow managed to get only a six-game suspension from, you know, the NFL's appointed uh, arbiter who is, is apparently didn't get the memo that the league is trying to do a little bit better, even though they're really not, but they're trying. They've That's the public stance. Hey, we're trying to be better, yet this idiot went and used, like, past... Uh, you know, suspensions and whatnot, but clearly ignored, say, you know, Calvin Ridley betting 1500 bucks um, and getting a year suspension, Tom Brady deflating footballs, allegedly, which was never proven, and he still got fucking four games. So we're going to suspend this guy who has, at, at the very least, 30-some-odd accusations. Now, he settled most of them, so there were only four outstanding at the time. Three of those were settled. There's one still outstanding. But this motherfucker thought he can just get away with whatever just because he was a starting quarterback in the NFL. It's like, fuck you, pal. You need to be taught a lesson. You are so unbelievably lucky that somehow you're not going to jail, which I still don't fucking get. How do you have 20-some-odd people sue you? for alleged sexual misconduct or sexual contact or whatever. And, and and the cops somehow say that he didn't do anything wrong? He didn't do anything criminal? What? So backward. So, you know, he spent a fortune to pay these women off. Not enough, in, in my opinion, but that's neither here nor there. And then you have uh, Vince McMahon of the WWE. It has come out today, Wednesday, the 10th day of October, October, fuck, August 2022, that he paid out close to $20 million to multiple women as hush money to keep quiet about affairs and misconduct. It's like, on one hand, I'm not at all surprised. Uh, Vince McMahon has an ego as big as the fucking sun, so it doesn't shock me. It also doesn't shock me that you're never going to see another headline like Linda McMahon files for divorce because that's not going to happen. That fucking twat. She sucks, by the way. She fucking sucks. That's neither here nor there. 
I just don't fucking, I cannot for the life of me figure out men who have this like just superior, constant superiority complex where they fucking think that they are untouchable. We had a president who thought the same way. And um, as luck would have it, hopefully he gets, you know, in trouble for something. I doubt it. It won't happen, but whatever. Just like all these other dudes. Like, it's going to cost them money. And to, to so many of them, money is nothing. So because of their bullshit, the rest of us uh, uh, look bad. And it needs to be... I think a little bit more needs to be done to try to fucking like, like separate normal people who don't commit crime and criminals. Because it's not. It's all mixed together. It's all bunched. You know? And it just, it stinks. But it's it's their own doing in, in some cases. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But fucking A, just, just crazy. I find the whole thing so stupid, um, unnecessary. You know, like in, in McMahon's case, it's like, you can't, um, like, you're married. Like, if you want to fuck around, get divorced. Oh, but you can't because you're filthy rich and your wife will fucking take half your shit. Well... Which, which do you want? Half your shit or new pussy? You pick. Because you can't have both. Because if that dumb twat happens to divorce you now, you're fucked even more. Because not only have you paid out $20 million, you're going to pay out whatever it is that you're going to have to pay out in a settlement, a divorce settlement. Like, come on. And, and same with fucking Deshaun Watson. You're not married, but which do you want? New pussy or fucking uh, to be a starting NFL quarterback. You, you can't have both. I guess you can, but you get my point. You know what I'm saying? I've used the word pussy more times in this episode, than I think, in the previous 127 combined. <laughs> oh, this is so bad. All right, that's it for the show. I need to fucking stop before I make it worse somehow. It's a short shift today. Okay, and again, this is what happens when you're ill prepared. But uh, if anybody has a a lead on Manscaped or a random company that would like to just have their name mentioned on the show as a sponsor of a segment, please let's go. I'll I'll even make shitty commercials. I'll drop a shitty commercial in there. I don't care. That'll be fun. Let's do it. Um. I have a Twitter page at ComplaintsPod, which isn't bad. I, I'm I'm gonna hopefully start a new podcast, another podcast called Football and Porn, which I talked about that previously. Previously, started a uh, Twitter handle for that too, which I think is just Football and Porn Show. Nope, it's just Football and Porn. I was trying to make a Instagram page, but apparently Instagram doesn't like the word porn for some reason, even though when it's not. Pornographic. It's not pornography. Fuck you. Um, I have a uh, Instagram page at Complaints Pod. I have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. Um, I do have a YouTube page, but don't do anything with it. A Twitch channel that I can't figure out. I have a TikTok page that I haven't done anything with at Complaints Talk. 
T-O-K. Check it out. I still have a great idea for that, but I get nothing. Again, uh, it kind of goes back to me wasting time and being lazy. So what can you do? Um, what else? Uh, 617-657-4736. Call in. Leave a voicemail. What's on your mind? Do you have anything to complain about? Is there something that you need to observe and that you need the world to know as well? Last week, we had paper fucking bags. That was just a dynamite complaint. That's the kind of shit I'm looking for. Call in. Let's talk. Or not. You're leaving a voicemail, so we're not actually talking. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, that's about it. As always, look, um, I ask every week at the end of every show, please tell your friends and please tell your moms. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have some other moms on, on the show. Maybe not my mom, because she has no idea what a podcast is, which is kind of funny. But uh, I've been promised a mom, uh, at the very least calling in. Please, I think it'd just be funny. Um, but yeah, look, tell your friends, tell all of your friends. If you have no friends, make some and say, hey, listen to complaints and observations. And if you have no friends, uh, call into the show, leave a voicemail, and we'll be friends. See that? See how that happens? I'm, I'm helping society one friend at a time. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Listen, um, please take care of yourself and take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.